Well, I come today with a mission. And I just determined that the Lord is going to some way to help me start what I believe he's wanting to say to us over the holidays. And so I just trust God that the Lord is going to help us, that this is going to be a different holiday. Some of you are already under battle, man. Some of you are already engaged in such tremendous difficulty. And so I believe God is going to use this year, use this season to help us. Because Jesus was able, even through his birth, to maneuver life through the power of his Father. So whatever you're going through, that's what we're calling it during this Christmas season. Whatever you're going through, God's going to help you get through during this season. Yeah. And some of you are wrestling with such grief. Loved ones with the Lord that's first few years without them here. But I believe God's going to help us. I believe the power of the Holy Spirit is going to impact us and empower us some way that it's just going to be a different season. And so that's what I'm, I've come with a mission today to kind of make a stab at starting a thought pattern that would run with us through the, uh, through the holidays. And so, and that's, that's exactly what I'm calling it, is how to make it through what you're going through. <laughs> how to make it through. How many want to make it through what you're going through? Yeah. And, uh, and some of you, you're going to have to, we're kind of starting it off with the jab this morning of trying to help us to judge it, to be able to back off from our battle a little bit and look at it and try to determine what it is. I, I just want to take a minute. I meant to do this earlier. Stephen, would you in India, would y'all stand up? I'm just saying, if you need help, you have pastors. William and Della, would you stand up? If Donald and Thelma were here, I would get them to, to also stand up. But if you need help during these holidays, I tell you, any of these guys can help pray you through whatever you're going through and help you get that. Thank you all so much. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> But we're going to be, I hope, be able to back up from our battle, whatever it is, whether it's health, whether it is relationship, whether it's financial, or whether it's just depression, discouragement, whatever it is, that we're going to be able to take a few steps back and determine one of two things. Uh, Either this is a normal battle. Now, I tell you what, just living life is is a battle. I mean, how many found that life to be difficult at best? You have these brief moments in between where you where you leaping and shouting, jumping for joy, but most of the things in life they have to be fought through. They have to be battled through. I mean, you don't get victory easy. Some people think, "Well, I just walk out and name it and claim it." Well, I haven't found it that way. That most of the things in life, God gives us opportunity to change them, but they are changed through us fighting through with the power of God. And so there's two, two things. I want you to back off. I want you to look at that battle. I want you to say, this is a normal battle. I mean, this is what, because we're living in a world uh, that's fallen. Uh, we're dealing with life, circumstances, dealing with inflation, deflation, <laughs> multimulation, whatever it is. We're dealing with so many things to where the, sometimes it's just a normal battle. I mean, everybody else is going through it, and we're just having to fight our way through it. But I really are looking at those that will determine that there's something in this that's not normal. 
And that's what I want to help you find. That if there's something in this battle that's not a normal battle. Now, there's so many scriptures in the Bible that God tells us that some battles are not normal. In fact, they have an entity or a source behind that battle. I will never win a spiritual battle fighting it physically. Never. If it is of spiritual origin, if this battle that I'm engaged in or engaged against, if it is of spiritual origin, there's only one way to win it. (laughs) With spiritual weaponry. Now, normal battles, I mean, a lot of things where my... my, (laughs) Bank account can go in the rough. And I just have to look and say, man, I just overspent. And I'd say that's a normal battle. And something with health issues are just normal battles. But for normal battles, we have the promises of God. <laughs> and so the Lord helps us through. But, but then there, there is that. It's like a, a few years ago when the, uh, the skunks got rabies. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody was, when you saw a skunk or when you saw a squirrel, you would look at it and you'd try to determine if there was something different about that one. And if you determined it was rabid, then you stayed away from it. I mean, you handled it different. Uh, same way with a, with a dog that has rabies. There's sometimes there are certain things that let us know that this is not a normal activity. This, what I'm going through in my mind, is not a normal activity. This loneliness that I'm feeling is not normal. The battle that I'm engaging in, this depression and this discouragement, is not normal. And something about it, you can't tell it by the length of time, because some spiritual battles are extremely long. But God's intention was that once we would know the Lord, how many of you were saved out of your slavery of sin? Man, if you were saved out of your slavery of sin, just leap to your feet and give the Lord a round of applause. If Jesus saved you out of a mess, man, Jesus saved you and delivered you out of a mess. Looking at the Old Testament, it is so wonderful to be able to see our life of the New Testament engaged in types in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we, we see the, the type of bondage was the Egyptian bondage, or the, it was the, the difficulties as God's people were chained in a slavery. But then God set us free. And that was telling me what Jesus has done in my life. But just like it was in the Old Testament, they went from slaves to soldiers. We forget that. We forget the God that's called us out of slavery to sin has now called us into the battleground as a soldier. And we also forget that the promises of God have to be battled to win them. In the Old Testament, a huge land was given. We call it the land of Canaan, the promised land. Somebody say promised land. 
It was a huge area was given to them. But even though there was a great promise given to them, they was only able to battle through to get a small part of what God had promised them. I'm just here to tell you, some battles are natural, but some battles are supernatural. And if yours is a supernatural battle, if the devil's got you under his sight, there's only one thing that's going to knock him out, and that's the spiritual power that God has given us. So we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit today. Getting it started. We're going to look at it even in the life of Jesus for a brief moment and see how that, that his walk here on earth was that same way. Had to engage it. Now, now, it would have been a big enough battle on me to have rode the donkey that he did. <laughs> but evidently, that wasn't a battle for him. <laughs> but he did face battles, didn't he? He faced the enemy right up front. What I'm praying that during this season, that you will be able to distinguish your thoughts, your motives, and your heart and the battle, that you will be able to distinguish it and to know this is a normal battle. And if I'll stay true to God, and if I'll hold on to the promises of the Lord, God will bring me through this. And then to be able to understand, too, this thing has the marks. This thing has the marks of something deeper and of something stronger. Amen. All right, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 10, it kind of, God begins right away revealing to us that there's another kind of battle. Now, the book of Ephesians opens up talking about this marvelous work that God's done for us. I mean, the wonderful way. I just love, man, I love Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 3, because it's just telling me that I have God's strength, I have God's power, I have God's might. In fact, that even everything that I can hope or desire, God's able to do above that. Man, I love that. But all of a sudden, right After he explained that, he starts off Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He said, finally. And what that means, what that word finally means is that now I'm fixing to tell you what makes it work. He said, everything that I've told you, God's strength, God's might, God's power, God's help, God's encouragement, God's healing, God's deliverance. He said, now I'm fixing to explain to you what makes it work in the life of a believer. That's where he said, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He said, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. There are some of you, if you're going to come over this, you're going to have to take a stand against Satan's schemes. It's a scheme of the devil. It's a strategy of the darkness. It's a plan of the enemy to take you out and to take your life out. And so if you're going to overcome this, you're going to have to overcome it through spiritual ways. Verse 12 said, for our struggle, I don't know about you, but this is one of the identifications of, that, of the devil's uh, in route. When, when life just becomes a real struggle, that's what he says. It said, for our struggle. So what this is telling me, if, if what I'm going through has become... A struggle. Now, there's three things. If I'm going to get close to the Lord, I must keep working in my life. 
the, the, the well, first thing is not struggling against the devil. I must struggle with God. I must, I must struggle in, in, with the Lord to become. Now, see, God is the potter. We are the clay. His hands are molding and making our lives and shaping us. Each and every one of us. God has a plan that's at work. And so my struggle is, number one, is to kind of stay in on that wheel and not jump off that wheel. And number two is the struggle to, to yield to God that my clay will be yielded to the Lord. That whatever God is wanting to do in my life. But, but that's one. That, but then the second thing is, is if I'm going to be close to God, I've got to learn to, i got to fight the devil, man. That's what this scripture is talking about. I don't know how your prayer life is, but I pray that during this season that our prayer lives change. That certainly we receive the promises from God, but we recognize that if I'm going to get this promise, I've got to fight the devil to get it. Because there's two types of things that the devil trying to hold back from my life. First thing is, is the things that Jesus died for. He devil wants to keep me from that. Now, I mean, Jesus died to give us so many wonderful things. But it's just like the promised land. Lots of promise, few, a little bit's gained. Because of the willingness to fight through until you get it. Now, I'm not talking about fighting in the flesh because this is what this word scripture tells us. It's not a battle with our flesh. But it is a battle. It is a real war. It is a real fight. That God is engaged in. And God, I was a slave, but now I'm a soldier. Somebody leap up and say that. I was a slave, but now I'm a soldier. I was a slave, but now I'm a soldier. And I have to be willing to fight through this thing. Amen. It said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, Against the powers of the dark world. Wow, ooh, that sounds, man, that, that sounds like some of that weird stuff on TV, doesn't it? That's, it's with the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil. In the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God so that when that day of evil comes, if, if you have your Bibles, I would take a certain, I would put that circle around that when the day of evil. What this is, is the day that is inspired by evil. It's, it's, the, it's the forces of darkness that he's just explained. There, there are certain battles that are, that are inspired by the devil. The devil planned it against you. He sat and he strategized against you. He read your feelings. He read the way that he thought you would react. And he designed a battle he thought to completely carry you out and take you down. But in the name of Jesus, he underestimated the power of God on our behalf. Amen. So, so it just mildly, it says, therefore, that it's that evil day that God is in preparation. There, there's two types of days to the Lord. That this evil day is what there is a normal day. If I say normal day with normal battles, uh, there's a normal day with normal battles. Well, I can just claim the promises of God and sing my little song, go along, do my little dance, and, and have what God promised me. But, but then there are these that are deeper. And they're not normal days, they're evil days. And said that the, the evil one inspired it. The evil one conspired against me, against my marriage, against my children, 
uh, against my finances, uh, against my happiness, uh, against my peace of mind, uh, against my joy. So I said there's two things you have to watch for. Number one is that what the devil, what God has promised you, what the devil has tried to keep you from. And then the second thing is this, it's what that God has done for you that became yours, and now the devil has come to steal it away. So there's two areas of this great conflict that's going on. The one is, is what I've never been able to attain to. I get that blockage out of the way, devil. I'm going to come through. I tell you what, we just have to develop a bulldozer mentality, the bulldozer in the spirit. And we say, no, it's no thing going to stop us from getting what God has for us. You clamp your teeth on the promises of God and you say, I will not be shaken loose. I will get the promises of God. Then the other thing is, is what the devil has took from us. Um, what has he taken? Has he taken your finances? Has he taken your family? Has he taken your relationships? Has he taken your health? What is it? What is it that the devil has taken from you that God had promised you that belongs to you? Amen. And so we determine then the war is on. The battle is raging. Amen. Amen. So I just simply ask you, are you under attack? I simply say, are, are you under attack? There's, there's a, I want to real quickly give you uh, ten things that are still signs that what you're facing is not normal. That what you're facing has something else involved with it. And so what I would do is I would take these little ten things. These are things that come, I've seen in people's lives and I've watched as they begin to fight battles. As, certainly as I've begun to fight battles, as my family began to fight battles. And, um, there's like ten little earmarks. There's probably a thousand earmarks that lets us know that it's the devil. But somewhere, if I'm going, the Bible says in the scriptures I just read, I've got to come. If this is the devil, I've got to make a stand. If this is the devil, I've got to make a stand. If this is the devil, I've got to make a stand. I cannot treat this battle as normal. This battle is supernatural. So I've got to make a stand in Jesus' name. And the first way is, is, is these strong feelings of discouragement and defeat and depression. If what you're going through, if it's accompanied by that, then I would begin to just question that. Lord, I look for multiples of these signs to be there. You're trying to determine, man, am I fighting the devil or am I just fighting life? Am I fighting what the enemy's trying to do or am I just fighting life? All right, the first one is that, is that feelings of discouragement, defeat. The second one is there's the loss of spiritual desire. These things accompany, if it's a, a Satan assigned attack, He's trying to drain you. <laughs> He's trying to pull the plug and drain your life so you will not be able to fight back against him. So you got so is there a loss of spiritual desire? Number three is the physical fatigue often accompanies the spiritual attack because what it is, man, fighting the devil. You, you, you may not see that. But why it's draining because if you're fighting the devil, you're fighting. Your spirit is fighting 24-7. It's never finding a rest. And if you're having to fight that devil 24-7, then it's a physical drain that just begins to come in. I don't know about you, but I believe more than ever people have told me, Jerry, I just feel drained. I just feel like all of the power and strength is going out of me. I have no more strength to fight. Number four, it's sudden extreme onslaught of various troubles. Now, if, if your trouble has just come in, it's, it's got this force with it. 
that what you're going through, say, I, I'm, I'm concerned that this thing is not normal. Number five is negative and disturbing thought life. Man, if you've got a negative thought life that's trying to work with that, you say, I'm going to believe God. And then by the time you get to believe in God, that thought life is trying to come in. Things that you think, things that you never, ever thought you would ever think. There's thoughts going on against you. I'm here to tell you, you're not what your thoughts are. Amen. The wonderful thing, the wonderful thing about assigning this attack to the devil is kind of get you to take a deep breath and finally realize that that wasn't just me. That was the devil trying to attack me. So there's a sense of peace in the midst of that. All right, number six is thinking about going back to your old lifestyle. Man, if, if that's thoughts going on inside you, thinking about going back to the lifestyle, you know that's where that's from. Man, that's not God and that's not you. I'm telling you, that's not God and that's not you. I'm here to tell you, that's not God and that's not you. I'm here to tell you, that's not God and that's not you. That's the devil trying to bait you for destruction. That's not God. It's not you. One of the major things the devil tries to get us to do is lose our identity. All of a sudden... You have a battle with thoughts. And the devil tells you, that's because you are bad in the core. You're, so you're no longer someone that is struggling with bad thoughts. You're no longer a believer that loves God and struggling with thoughts. All of a sudden the devil says, that's you. That's you. And maybe you've had an ongoing battle with addictions. And the devil comes along and says, you are an addicted individual. You will never, ever be free. And you know on your heart all the time, that's not right. That's not God. who God said I am. God said that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lover of him. That I'm a child of God. That I have the grace of God in my life. And I will overcome this. And And this thing may be fighting me, but I will overcome this. So the first thing that the devil tries to do is to wipe that identity away from you. To get you to see you as he tries to make you appear. That's not you. And that's not God. Battling feelings of guilt. Condemnation, shame. Let me tell you this. You're going to miss it. But because of God, He's going to forgive it. (laughs) And you're going to eventually make it for the glory of God. (laughs) Number nine. It's mixed with pulling you away from godly relationships in your life. Those that God previously built into your life to help you get through this. The devil is trying to form barriers and trying to create such lines to cut the very people out of your life that God has put in your life to help you. I don't know about you, but every battle that I've ever come through has been earmarked by God using somebody in my life to help me when I was down. And I'm here today to say thank you 
thank you for every help, for every prayer, for every intercession, for every moment of encouragement. Thank you for helping me get through. Because see, what the devil wants to do, the devil wants to isolate us. Isolate us. So what's the solution? I offer one solution today. We'll look through solutions as we walk through this night. But the solution today is the presence of God. There's that that I can find in the presence of God. I can find no other place. Now, there are wonderful things that God has given to me that God has put within my disposal to fight back against the darkness of the enemy. But one of the very strongest is the presence of God. When I begin to think about the presence of God, I can quickly think about there. There is that, uh, there is that uh, omnipresence of God. The omnipresence of God means God is everywhere. I'm just thankful God's everywhere. See, some of you found out God's still in that jail. <laughs> but you see, God's everywhere. God's everywhere. But that's, I'm looking for something deeper. If God's going to be able to give me strength for the battle... I'm looking for something deeper. Because not only is there omnipresence of God, there is a group gathering presence of God. That's why this morning, you pushed down to these altars. You brought needs to the Lord. And you may not know it, honey, but God did something with the need that you brought to the Lord. In the presence of God, the presence of God intensifies at those moments. It, it intensifies when we bring those things to God, when we move into the Lord. God changes things, does things. I tell you what, Billy, God's power has kept you alive. Man, God's power, the devil has come to get your life so many times, Billy. And it's been the presence of God. Because one thing I've always noticed about you, Billy, I don't know if you got everything together or not. Don't tell me if you don't, because I, I think too highly of you. But I tell you this, Billy, I've watched you at this altar time and time again. I've watched you stand in the presence of God. There is something about, but the presence of God that I want to close with is this. It's just not the omnipresence of God. That was the presence of God that I woke up with this morning. Man, when I woke up, man, God was there. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I've just found the presence of God when Stephen called us to the front, we worshiped together. That's why that every need you have, you should always bring it as close to God as you can get it. Because there are supernatural things that happen in the presence of God. There's a supernatural, there's a supernatural there's two major things in a person's life. One is the altars they build and the next one is the wells that they dig. And God is saying, there's a well that you dig that will have flooding water in your time of need. That when you get in need, honey, if you will move into the presence of God, if you'll move into the right now as I begin to think about it I'm just going there because I'm talking about the intimate presence of God the intimate presence of God is a strengthening presence of God it's greater than the omnipresence of God it's it's greater even than the group gathering of God 
It's the power that comes out of the intimate face of Jesus. You know, they tell me that the reason a mom naturally takes her little baby and sets it on her lap and she'll begin to look at that baby and she will start making all types of face weird looks goo goo moo moo mama but they tell me something is released in that baby that baby that when that mother takes that intimate place with her and moves that baby close to her face and that mother begins a sound a contortion begins a look that there becomes a flow of joy in that baby that's why 90% of the time that when that mama sets that little baby and releases those looks into her that that little baby begins to laugh because that little baby has just had a spiritual release how much greater in the face of our father in the intimacy of the Lord so what I must do as a believer I must learn I must learn to to release myself to to be able to sense the presence of God uh, just like if if I was a, a coach for a football team today I'd say you get up here and I'm going to teach you how to release certain muscles and I'm going to teach you how to to gain momentum I'm going to teach you because if you want a wonderful performance there's got to be a release inside you if I was a dancing teacher today now Larry told me this uh, he said that when he went for ballet, that that, uh... <laughs> Trinity, don't get mad at me. That, that they began to look for the release of that talent. There are certain muscles that must be released. I'm going to tell you what. If I'm going to find the presence of God in a deeper sense than I've ever found it, I'm going to have to be willing to allow God to strengthen the areas of my life that need to be strengthened, to rework the areas of my life to where I will be able to sense His presence. Some of you have only ever felt God in an omnipresent way. You felt God like everybody else feels God. I'm going to tell you what, honey. God only... God not only makes you so you can feel God like everybody else. God has created in you the ability to sense Him like no one else has ever, ever sensed Him before. He's got a look. He's got a sound that will release healing in your life, that will release strength in your life, that will release peace in your life, that will release joy in your life, that will release victory in your life, that will release a power to stand in your life. That He's got the ability inside of Him. 
So that's the way we're going to close today. My prayer is that during this Christmas season, I'm going to be your coach. And I'm going to try my best to get some muscles moving in us that's never moved before. I'm going to try my best to get some things moving because I want you to have a spiritual experience with God that will win your victory. So whatever it is that you're going through, that God will empower you to win that for the glory of God. Amen. Won't you stand with us this morning? Praise the Lord. Somebody said, Jerry, is it possible? Well, this morning, I woke up with the omnipresence of God. But it wasn't long. I laid there. As I began to release my muscles, or began to release me to the Lord, it wasn't long. I began to be there with the intimate face of God. On my way to church this morning, it was the exact same thing. On my way to church, I gave the omnipresence of God rode with me all the way into church. But I'm going to tell you why. There was a sense of His presence that didn't wasn't satisfied with being in that seat beside me. He got right in that seat with me. And that aunt, that precious, precious personal experience with God will release in you. Whatever you're going through, I can't tell you enough. Whatever you're going through, that's what God sent me to say. Whatever you're going through, the presence of God is the first way that you will be able to combat the enemy and destroy his power that he's tried to launch against your life. If you need healing, healing comes out of his presence. If you need deliverance, deliverance comes out of his presence. If you need grace, grace comes out of his presence. Whatever it is that you need from the Lord, let it come out of God's presence.